Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Kim. And this is The Department, a podcast about trends and how they define the world around us. Thanks for thanking me. <laughs> uh-huh. I mean, this is episode 70. Wow. A real, you know, clean number. Yeah. Over the hill. So- <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Definitely in the, the twilight of our uh, podcast lives. No, just kidding. Wow, no, that's not at all. Dark. Now we're <laughs> sad. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. We've done episodes on aesthetics before, but we haven't like taken a full deep dive on like the big aesthetic trends that have been kind of circulating through all of our social spheres. Um, And I thought it'd be really fun to go back, take a look at what's happening, what we haven't talked about. And people are like, I cannot believe you've not talked about this trend. And I'm sure we'll miss some trends because they, you know, they come and go like the wind. Um, (laughs) Just like the wind. She's like the wind, you know? Mm, Oh my God. I just, I rewatched that um, Dirty Dancing recently. Oh, so good. Neil had never seen it because he thought Dirty Dancing was footloose. And he was like, I don't want to watch a a Bible beaten town, you know, get all pissed off at some, some outsider. And I'm like, that's not what this is about. And then he realized it and he, you know, because he was, he kind of watched it begrudgingly and, you know, it was, it was really good. Did he cry? Did of he course. think it was romantic? Um, uh, He did not cry. Um, I think he thought it was romantic, you That's know? Good. That's good. Okay, good. <laughs> you know what I re- yeah. watched recently? Reality uh, Bites. So good. Hold up. Although like the whole time I'm still just like, why did you choose Ethan Hawke? I mean, mm-hmm. I know I would have done the same thing at that time, but adult me says... Um, oh yeah, no, terrible ben idea. Stiller, he's got a car phone. Oh my gosh, he's got a car phone. He's got like a real man's job. He's the kind of guy who like will love you so much all the yeah. time. Yes, where Ethan will just keep you down, constantly cause your cause your problems. I mean, we know because we literally dated these. guys. I literally dated this guy. Like we have a times. whole episode yeah. on yeah, this. Exactly, if you haven't exactly. listened to it, it's awesome. It was um. <laughs> Whole episode essentially on Ethan, the Ethan Hawke character in reality, but yeah, it's really yeah. Good. And it ruined dating for so many of us. Yes. Now I look at it and I'm like, uh-huh. that is a guy who maybe I'll date in 15 years after he goes through a lot of therapy. He's yeah. gonna like gotta get his life together. He probably has terrible credit, you know? <laughs> yes. Well, he's gotta be married, he's gotta get divorced, he's gotta literally go through the trauma. To really oh come God. out, it's a true. Though. Person, uh, <laughs> it's true. yeah, so totally true. Yeah, so mm-hmm. like maybe the Ethan Hawke character of now, although he might be kind of bitter. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, <sighs> uh, this is not what today's episode is about. <laughs> no, no, this is basically a big diatribe on aesthetics that we are going to be breaking up into two episodes because we got a lot. We got a lot to we go got through. a lot. It's been a while. Um, you know, we're catching up. Everyone. We're real excited. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, yeah, I did the deep dive. Of course, Amanda will give a ton of um, uh, commentary, context, and commentary <laughs> behind it. Um, but of course, before we launch in, I do want to just give our weekly 
reminder to, you know, tell your friends and family about the podcast. Mm-hmm. And then um, make sure to follow us on, on your preferred streaming service. You know, we're on the Apple, we're on the Spotify, we're on the Amazon, we're everywhere. Everywhere you can find us, you know, follow us. Um, and then third, please give us a star rating and review if you can. Um, and then if you want to uh, follow us, join our community, um, be a part of all of the kind of ongoing inside jokes, get a lot of images kind of shot at you throughout the week of what we're talking about, um, please join us on our Instagram at underscore the underscore department <laughs> um, and show notes. <laughs> I know. And show notes um, and image references because we're constantly, you know, talking about things that actually require some visuals are available on our website, thedepartment.world. So, Kim, before we jump into this week's episode, I wanted to quickly share what I'm seeing as a trend that could be tied into impending recession, which we've talked about here, or it could be part of a larger social trend. And that is giving less Christmas, you know, holiday gifts. Hallelujah. Um, so, you know, I listen to NPR every morning. I've got a whole routine. It's like, first I get up at 7.30 and I feed the cats and you have to do that first. There's like no negotiation. Um, You know, <laughs> Janet gets hungry. And then I uh-huh. make coffee and then I sit with Dustin for a little bit. We listen to NPR and then I like go study my Japanese and then it's like time to go to work, um, which means walk into my office. And I caught a little nugget last week. They, uh, according to the National Census Bureau, Retail sales fell 1% in November and 1.1% in December from the previous month. So basically, November sales were lower than October and December was lower than November. That's and crazy. I mean, you know, as a re- as a person who's been working in retail uh-huh. and fashion like as a buyer, like you know that is bad news bears. Slinging stuff. Yes. Yes. Just, just when you're in the slinging stuff. stuff industry, like for <laughs> it's bad. November to be lower than de- and then October is bad. For December to be lower than November is Oof. a catastrophe, right? It is. Yes. So that included gas and cars uh, and some other categories. But um, it's important to remember that with groceries and other categories, basically anything you buy is more expensive this year than it was last year. Just organically, even if people bought the same amount as last year, retail sales should have been higher because things were more expensive, even if people bought the amount of stuff, right? So that makes it even more more of a catastrophe for retailers. Yeah, Yeah, definitely concerning, definitely something going on there. So I heard this. And, you know... Like any scholar of trends, I like to think of myself as a scholar of trends. Kim, would you call yourself a scholar of trends? Yeah, scholar, an anthropologist right, of right. trends. An anthropologist yes. of trends. So when you hear things like this, you're like, huh, I have to look into this more because I think this might be part of a social trend, an economic trend. It's a behavioral trend. It's like hard to say, right? So I read a lot of really boring articles about how people thought the holiday season was going to be and how it ended up being, like that kind of stuff. Um, I was I'm so glad I don't have to read those articles. Oh, so Thank tedious. you for putting that together. I know, I know. <laughs> so I, you know, because like once again, November is always way bigger than October. And December is always way bigger than November, like way bigger. In fact, a lot of retailers do 30% of their entire year's sales in December alone. Yes. This is a big deal. So when December is lower than November and November was lower than October, what you're really saying is December was less than October. And we're talking like peak 
shopping season. So I started to wonder, like, is this recession related, as we've been talking about? Yeah. Or is it an indicator that people might be moving away from that sort of indiscriminate frenzy of Bath and Body Works hand lotions and Yankee candles that you buy because you're supposed to buy something for someone, even though you don't know them really well, uh, but you feel like you have to, right? It's this like holiday yeah. gifting madness, right? Or you got to like stuff the tree full of gifts. So, you know, it looks like everyone's getting just tons of stuff. Right, right. And then you unwrap it and like at least 20% of it is kind of like filler, right? I mean, yeah. I know it's dark to say, but we all know it's true. <laughs> yeah. So I found a lot of pre-holiday surveys, a lot of these like groups that are consulting companies, all kinds of people who are really like in the retail sector trying to get a gauge of what's going to happen every holiday season. Uh, they do a lot of pre-holiday surveys of consumers to kind of see where their head's at, right? Because the National Retail Federation was like, our sales are going to be up 6% year over year. Now, that might sound really impressive, but actually with prices being more than 6% higher than last year, once again, it's like they kind of knew maybe it wasn't going to be a great season, but at least it would be from a revenue perspective, like a little bit higher, right? Mm -hmm. So people who maybe like don't have to live in that world were like, oh, we're going to have a crazy good holiday season. But like the rest of us were like, yeah, I don't know. Seems pretty lackluster. <laughs> so... uh I found a lot of these surveys, um, and it it indicated, and this was like back in like September, October, that people were planning to do a lot less gift giving uh, for 2022, whether they were dealing with inflation, had less money. We know rent and housing is out of control. We know eggs now cost like $100 approximately. Exactly. That's, you yeah. literally cannot like look at the push notifications on your phone without seeing a news article about the cost of eggs. Right, right. And that gets into your head. And you know what? It makes mm -hmm. you feel a little bit less festive and very worried. Mm -hmm. You know, and there was also just a chance that people were less into it. I mean, it's been a hard few years. Um, Even just like I remember hearing right after Christmas that airfare was 30% more expensive during the holiday season this year than last year. And like, that might, you might say like, oh, that doesn't, whatever, that doesn't sound like much. Like if a 30% grade on a test is bad, then it couldn't be that much of an increase on airline tickets. But if your ticket home was normally $500, now it's like $650. And like mm -hmm. that's $150 less you have to spend on gifts or whatever you spend your money on, right? Um, so I think that there was a lot of other stuff going on. But uh, Deloitte, which is a big consulting firm, did it's, – it's a survey people love. They do it every year about the retail industry, and it's very granular. It goes down to, like, how many websites people are planning to shop from. I mean, I don't even know how you know that in advance, but fine. Um, according to their data, the average consumer planned to purchase nine presents in the 2022 holiday season, down from 16 in wow. 2021. Now – my feeling here is that they're saying we're tightening who we're giving gifts to. That's how you know a number in advance. Come on. It's not because you're like, I'm going to buy 0.5 less gifts for each person I know. Right. You're saying you're going you're gonna to minimize your gifting circle. That's what that says to me. Um, and the same survey found that consumers were prioritizing celebrating, meaning food, travel, spending time together, sharing experiences over non-holiday spending. Um, but they were still going to give gifts too, but you know, there wasn't as much color around that. Um, it's interesting to me that they would prioritize that over non-holiday spending. Cause that what says, what that says to me is like, you're not paying your bills. 
I don't know. Hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Or maybe, I don't know, like, I'm not going to, you know, redo the kitchen. I don't know. Or maybe it's like, uh, I'm not going to go out to eat as much this um, this month, or we're gonna, not going to yeah, take out exactly, as much. Or, exactly. Um, a yeah. survey by Gallup found the average holiday shopper was planning to spend $867 in get, on gifts in 2022. The previous year, they'd said 886 So that was a reduction in a year when things are more expensive. So that's actually like a bigger reduction than it seems like. Now... What's interesting here is like, yes, a lot of economists believe that holiday sales were lower last year because of inflation and your increases in rent and other expenses, the ridiculous price of food, all the stuff we've been coping with lately, but others see different trends emerging. And it really comes back to a changing behavior around the holiday season. So analysis of decades of census numbers indicated that Americans now spend less of their annual shopping budget during the holidays than they did 20 or 30 years ago. And remember, a lot of retailers count on December being like 30% of their sales. November and December, basically half of what they're going to sell all year, which kind of blows your mind. And you're like, why are you even open all year, <laughs> right? But, yeah, you know, that's exactly. like that's things don't get profitable until late in the year for a lot of retailers. So if people are suddenly not spending as much money, then it kind of changes the model. The December share of retail spending fell to its lowest percentage in 30 years in 2021. So this has been part of just like a downgrade for a long time. And this really indicates that behaviors are changing. People are shopping more throughout the year rather than just in this one part of the year. They're giving more gifts throughout the year rather than just at the holidays. They're changing their patterns all around, and they're focusing less on December as the big shopping and gift blowout season. You know, also like a lot of retailers have been sort of having like declining Black Friday sales for years now. For years. And yes. when it first started to look that way, like maybe five, six years ago, uh, the discussion out there was like, well, it's just one of a series of blowout sales throughout the year now. Like, where's the novelty? Right. Everyone's looking forward to it. But, you know, you, you can get these sales any other time through the year. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So I know that I have like over the past few years, I, I give barely any gifts to anyone. Like it's, I have a lot of reasons behind that, but like I have made that shift, but I've talked to other friends recently who were like, yeah, this year I was like, I'm giving a gift to my husband and our kid and that is it. Mm -hmm. And I thought that that was really interesting. No one said, oh, it's because I have less money or because of inflation. They just said like, I'm not into it anymore. Right. Yeah. And I was wondering like, what's, what's your gift giving situation, Kim? I, I really limited my gifts, but you know, it definitely was because of money because, you know, I, I, I left my job and I'm doing consulting now and kind of um, working on building that career path up. But it just means that money is quite tight. So, you know, when I used to kind of stockpile gifts and, you know, I, I'm the kind of person that literally buys gifts for people throughout the year and will save them mm-hmm. and give it to them at the end. Because I like to buy really unique things, um, things that I might find or encounter at different time periods or you know, it's, I, I, I hate that having to hustle and like, like wrestle up something, you know, at the mall. You know, I want something that if I see yeah. it, I'm like, that is the perfect thing. But, you know, both of my sisters are married and, you know, usually I get um, multiple gifts for them. And this time I was like, no, I'm getting a single gift. 
you know, but nobody was expecting much either. So um, we just kept it, we kept it really tight and really lean and just, um, you know, the gifting is really just more of a thoughtfulness thing as opposed to here's all these great things for you. You know, I don't think people are expecting Or it. here's all this like random shit. Yeah. You don't you. need a bunch like, of stuff for the drunk drawer. Nobody exactly. Every time conversations about holiday gifting come up, everybody is like, Oh, remember those years where you would just get all kinds of random travel size things from bath and body works from people you only sl- slightly knew. Yes. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> all that cucumber melon. <laughs> Sunripe D- raspberry. Yes, I would get them from course. like an aunt or an uncle who like were like, I don't know. You probably like this. <laughs> yeah. Don't all people, all all girls like this? Yeah. Don't they all love the yes. smell of a nice cucumber melon <laughs> melange? <laughs> anyway, I thought that was really interesting. I would love to hear from all of you, like what you did for the holidays and why. Um, but I do think. I'm going to be keeping an eye on this this year. Yeah, because I'm curious. I, I, I think, yes, there's a lot of inflation stuff happening here. I mean, obviously, our money is going a lot less further than it ever did. Many people are giving up eggs for the foreseeable future <laughs> and all these other things. Uh, but I think it is also just part of a larger move where we're all kind of like, yeah, you know. It, it's totally, everyone's just kind of burnt out from shopping and stuff. I mean, maybe I'm just talking for myself, you know, it just feels... I feel that way. Yeah, for sure. I'm just like, oh, whatever. You you used (laughs) to not be able to get stuff very easily. And now it's just like, everything's at the tip of your fingers. It's just... Yeah, and it's uh, not special anymore. And everyone buys themselves stuff throughout the year. I mean, there's always that time period in like November where a text chain goes around with my mother asking what everyone wants for Christmas. You know, it's like, what do you want for Christmas? <laughs> you're like, I don't know. And then you're like, I bought myself exactly. Everything I I'm like, do n- please yeah. do not buy me any clothes. I don't want the clothes. Oh, don't buy. No. Like, I'll be like, uh, get a gift card. Uh, you know, <laughs> can I get some bottles of wine? <laughs> you know, I like. You know, it's it's hard. Also, we're grown ups, and you know, even my mother's just like, should we just stop doing gifts like all together because it's just kind of a pain in the butt and. It is. And when it's a pain in the butt, then why are you doing exactly. it? I mean, I will tell you, I had I had a conversation a few years ago with one of my sisters who was basically like, you are just the worst person ever because you don't want to exchange Christmas <laughs> gifts anymore. Oh, and I was no. like, I know. I honestly, I, the way I was looking at it is like, okay, so I have two sisters and they each have a partner. And then obviously I have Dustin. So there's six of us. The The rule was that you would have to buy a gift for the sibling and the sibling's partner. So everybody's going out there and buying five gifts. And first off, I don't even need five things. So it already was really weird for me. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. I was just like, I don't need five things, you know? Um, and then my sister and her boyfriend would make... I mean, like, everything on their list was, like, $100 or more. And I was like, this is ridiculous, for one. I just think it's in <laughs> wow. taste. Because it's like, I know that my other sister doesn't have a lot yeah. of money. Neither does her partner, right? And neither do they. And I also was like, okay, well, my husband is, like, broke. So I'm going to have to buy gifts for all of you from me and then gifts for all of you from him and this is this just, is just ridiculous. I'm gonna be like a thousand dollars in on this, is this. Like and I don't want to gifting. Sl- 
Right, right. And I was like, I don't even want five gifts. I don't want a gift from any of you. I mean, I mean that in a nice Mm -hmm. way. And so I was like, okay, you know, I think I would prefer that rather than you give us gifts, you spend that money on yourself, go out to dinner, go on a trip, whatever. I think we should go that way. And it just was, it did not go well. Oh. Um, I n- now I don't get any gifts from anyone at all, or get invited to holidays, basically. But I, I did what I could. <laughs> well, I'm sure a lot of people are it's jealous fine. of you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, that's why I get to like do other stuff yeah, on holidays exactly. and not have to spend a thousand dollars tracking down like random video games, and stuff right? Like and that. then getting a bunch of gifts that you don't really need to have, and yeah, I know, mm. I know. Like, if you wanted to ask me like what five things I want, I'd be like, well. I'd really love to be able to travel for a living. <laughs> yes. um, <laughs> yeah. oh um, you know, like that, that would be the thing. I'd be like, I'd really love to get LASIK. Mm-hmm. You know, like it would just, no one's get me those things. <laughs> exactly. You're like, but if I, if, if I didn't have to purchase all of these hundreds of gifts over the next five years, I actually could probably save up for LASIK. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so that's my post-holiday trend alert. We'll see what happens this year. Yeah, that'll be really fascinating to hear. All right. Well, now the moment that you guys have all been waiting for. um, And actually, (laughs) I'm actually preempting this too, because before I really want to take us into the fringe and not so fringe aesthetics that, you know, all the kids are wearing these days, um, I kind of did... Uh, a competitive landscape analysis. Ooh, um, I love a competitive uh-huh, landscape analysis. Uh-huh. My face. You know, and I have not been shopping very much. I know that you just went to Ikea. You just mentioned that you're like, I just went to Ikea. I'm like, what? Yeah, it was like, we were both at Ikea. Like, what are we doing? Okay, so we drove to San Antonio to go thrifting, which is like, I don't know, like an hour and a half from here. And we passed an Ikea. Now, I'm going to tell you, there is an Ikea outside of Austin. So it's not like it's a super novel thing, but. We were driving back and we were like, wouldn't it be great to go get those vegetarian hot dogs at oh Ikea? my God. You went there for so snacks? So basically, I basically went there for dinner. Oh. Um, and I do want to report Chandler from, in case anybody hasn't been to the Ikea cafe recently, and I'm not talking the restaurant. Mm-hmm. I didn't go in there. Uh, some new menu items, including this new thing. They have a meatball sundae, but then they also have the vegetarian a version. A meatball sundae? No, that sounds gross. I don't know why they call it that, but it is delicious. It's mashed potatoes with three meatballs, whether you choose the regular meatballs or the vegetarian, some gravy, and a dollop of that lingonberry, whatever it is. Uh, It's delicious. Is it served in like a Sunday dish? It is, (gasps) yes. That's hilarious. And it is flawless. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so yeah, I did. I went to IKEA for dinner. Um, that I just was like, I can't believe we're at IKEA. And then, well, while we're here, I may as well walk through all of the. You know, Dustin loves the showroom, mm-hmm. so we walked That's through fun. all of that. Everyone was annoying. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it was interesting. Not much has changed, honestly. I think they might be having some supply chain issues because I didn't feel like anything was like fresh. Oh, interesting. Or new, okay. except for those meatball sundays. They're like, this is one thing we can affect. <laughs> I said whoever invented that deserves a raise. Yes. A big raise. I yeah. agree. Did you take, I hope you get a picture of it. I didn't. It didn't look appealing. It doesn't sound like it, it was, was like <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't yeah, it's one of those things that you're get like a food stylist in there. Get a food stylist in there cuz it was like not mm-hmm. very symmetrical and it was just like kind of mm. gloopy looking, but man, 
delicious. delicious. I was like, we should make these at home. <laughs> you should. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love I love doing a, a recreation. Me too. I love watching a recreation. When someone's like, I'm going to hack this, like a Crunchwrap Supreme. Yeah. I'm like, tell me more. Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs> Um, all right. So I did a competitive landscape. I did an online version of one just to see, you know, uh, just to see what some of the top retailers are pushing. Mm -hmm. So I looked at some of the big players in various demographics. You know, you got your shop up, your net a porter, mm -hmm. urban outfitters and ASOS. Um, and it's a pretty small subset and it was really kind of all I could tolerate. Ugh, ASOS especially alone. when I started. That's like 12 oh, hours. I could barely. Yeah. I actually, I just, that was I, oh, just a real gentle breeze I did on that one. I was <sighs> like, everything was giving me the ick. And I was like, Okay, that's enough. Um, you know, just the I guess it I guess it's just kind of like what you're talking about, like the idea of shopping, even for someone who is like a professional shopper, it's just is so unappealing that's to me. That's how I feel too, but I have totally worked with people over the years who are like, Oh, I can't get enough of it. And I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> like the people who oh. want to go shopping after you've been at a trade show all day, I'm like, no, I want to oh, go yeah. to the pepper mill. <laughs> well, you're also, it sounds like you're in Las Vegas and there's very little shopping in Las there's Vegas. There's that one mall like where everything's mall. like yeah. the really sexy version of itself. <laughs> yes, it's really it's weird. So it's so sexy. Weird. It's all going out versions yeah, of everything. Yeah, it's really, yeah. really weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> I remember when we worked at Nasty Gal and one of our customers that we had to buy for was the girl that went to Vegas. I know. And she wore the sexiest stuff. And I was like, this seems, this just feels so uncomfortable, but you know, there was a huge customer base for it. So it actually makes a ton <sighs> of sense. You still see it there. So many people walking yeah. around barefoot because they bought shoes <laughs> they can't walk in and yeah. boobs falling out all over the place. <laughs> uh, I definitely, for me, because I'm generally in Vegas for work. So I'm like getting up at, you know, six and doing yeah, some work, exactly. taking a shower. And then I go down and eat breakfast and work some more before I go to the show. So when you go downstairs to have breakfast, that's when people are rolling in. And that's when mm -hmm. the boobs are popping out like big time and girls are falling <laughs> over and there's crying and everybody is like, like mascara. Yeah. Mascara running. So many people uh -huh. who don't even know where their shoes are. Like they're right. gone. Or, or where their key is. Yeah, oh, exactly. yeah. I, one time I saw a guy in a robe open <laughs> with like a little tiny underwear just walking around. He looks oh, so God. messed up. And I was, yeah. Oh, no. Just like not the Vegas that I know or want to know. No, it's, it's always work. Yeah. Um, okay. So, okay. So I looked at, you know, these various retailers. I also did just check in on Nordstrom's for literally oh my God, I a second about and almost passed out with boredom. Yeah. The, Nordstrom is, it have a huge following, you know, from my past um, employment. That's a really big place that people go and shop. And I always forget about it too. So boring. It's super boring. I went there a couple months ago with Dustin to look for jeans for him. Oh, I was like, I'm going to die of God. Boy. Just, oh. Yeah. And they have so much, even in their like men's department, like so much, crappy private label fast fashion low quality stuff right now i just was like oh get us yeah. out of here you know i also really kind of miss the memo that top shop was acquired by asos did you know that wait <laughs> I, have no idea. I feel like i always know things okay but they closed like all yes, their stores right did. like yes. here in the u.s well what about overseas do they still have them there i you know i don't know i was I don't think they do. They don't have a website. I don't, I don't know. Because anyway. the website's now, it's now been um, moved into the ASOS. 
world. Wow. Okay. This, you know, I mean, I was shocked when you told me, but in an overall sense, it doesn't surprise no. me. And back when I was at ModCloth, going to London for trade show and meeting with vendors was like an integral part of my regular routine because we were buying a lot of clothes that were from London. And one of my sales reps, she is just like, she's just a genius of emerging brands. Um, and so she part would partner very heavily with Topshop and knew all of the hot goss uh, coming yes. from there. And at that point, I mean, that was like, what, like seven, eight years ago, maybe nine years ago, she was telling me that like they're was an incredible amount of rivalry and poaching going on between Topshop and ASOS with ASOS being sort of the aggressor there. Um, and so I am not surprised to hear that ASOS would have taken that on because I think they are like dead set on like world domination. Totally. Exactly. I'm sure this that was a really exciting acquisition for them. And of course, <sighs> just, there's, so there's yeah. like a landing page on the ASOS that's for Topshop. And I was just like, oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. Um, like just absolutely shocked, but I just don't think I was paying attention and I should have been. Interesting. Yeah. I haven't bought anything from ASOS in a really long time, but the last time I looked, I felt like, well, first off, if you search for anything, it comes up as ASOS because they basically Mm -hmm. own every search term now. Uh, It's like, it's, to me, it's like Amazon of clothes, except for Amazon also has a lot of clothes where it's just like there's no defined who's the customer at this point. Everyone. Yeah, everyone. Right? They're trying to scoop up everything. Anyway, so I'm intrigued. What'd you see there? Everything. <laughs> everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so here's a couple takeaways I got from this treasure hunt. Um, everyone is talking about essentials. You know, we're in January, it's that holiday hangover season. Um, and the uh, intention really is not just a, a closet reset, but it does feel a bit like the recession is rearing its head. So the conversation yeah. is kind of adjusting to pieces with longevity and multifunction. Um, so it, it's a conservative approach that does feel welcome, kind of boring, a little bit dull, you know, in this current landscape. But I did see that pop up on a lot of different retailers. I also obviously saw activewear, um, you know, that's just a spinoff from the current um, health mindset that kind of is rolling around um, through all the Januaries as everyone's, you know, Mm -hmm. getting fit. Um, So it kind of makes sense that we're seeing that being pushed on a lot of retailers. Um, So that's that that kind of perfect trend to lean into for a fresh fit for your fitness routine. (laughs) <laughs> um, <laughs> I see, you know, it's, it. I see a lot of denim also, a lot of denim, literally mm, jeans yeah. everywhere, even Topshop. So if you look at their best sellers, you would be shocked at how many skinny jeans are ranking as their popular sellers. I mean, listen, when we're talking about a garment with a ton of versatility that you're going to get to yeah. wear for all kinds of things, um, if you're looking to buy less clothes, that is the way to go. Mm-hmm. It's easy. It's easy to understand. You don't have to buy special shoes to wear with it. You probably don't need to buy any of their new clothes to support it, right? But like when we were doing all those like crop flares and whatnot at Nasty Gal, <laughs> like then you need a special shoe yeah. and it has to be a kind of shirt and then you probably need a belt. It's like a whole thing. I just don't think, I think that when we get into recession times, people do lean into accessories more for sure. But when it comes to clothing, they want it to be a lot simpler. Well, I mean, they did have a lot of mom jeans 
dad jeans, crops, flares, straight legs, <laughs> every type also. I was just kind of shocked to see so many skinny jeans. Um, it's back. It's back. Well, just jeans, denim in general. You know, ju- yeah. you know, just like I had predicted. You did. You did predict that. Denim's back. But maybe it never went away, you know? But I kind of broke it down by a few of the retailers. So just kind of looking at, at the front pages of Shop Up, um, which is kind of hitting that contemporary mid-range sweetheart. Um, you know, they're kind of going deep on those staples. And, you know, one fun fact is I did used to work at Shop Up in the odds before it was owned by Amazon. Since it's based in Madison. Um, so I definitely have uh, a soft spot for Shop Pop, mm-hmm. even though now, you know, <laughs> you know it's, it's, it's not the same as it used to be. Um, if you look at the assortment uh, beyond the, the, you know, five wear on repeat staples, your 2023 closet shouldn't be without, which is what, the, what are they saying? They're saying a tailored blazer, a slouchy jean, a novelty knit street sneakers and carry it all tote hmm, that's what okay. they're that, that's what they're pushing for sounds pretty utilitarian <laughs> yeah sounds yeah 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 N- nothing nothing too out of the box so if you but if you look at the assortment it kind of was like looking at new arrivals i was looking at bestsellers and of course new arrivals tend to be impacted um by what's selling what the bestsellers are so, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of looking at both of them. So I saw a lot of cropped cowboy boots. Interesting. That's a, a blast from the past. Yeah. Well, cowboy, you know, the cowboy, the cowboy look is, is back. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes sense that, you know, we're seeing a lot of that. Trousers and work pants. Just work pants. Lots of, you know, <laughs> real, <laughs> real back to the office. Sorry, that's work like triggering pants. for me. <laughs> I know. But there were a lot of them. I was kind of shocked by how many work pants there were. Yeah, um, a lot of that's interesting. <laughs> mid jeans, kind of like cropped and straight legged, just kind of mid the mid jean, the basic jean. Mm. Um, J. Crew lookalikes, lots of nautical and neutral, real, real. You know, uh, I hate to say it, but you know, uh, <laughs> I'm not even gonna say it. You know, you know, what I'm gonna say. But J. Crew lookalikes, lots of fringed accents. Amanda, I know you like that. I do, I do. You know, mm-hmm. I look for the zazz, zazz when I can find it. Yeah, a little fringe, a little fringe moment. Oversized blazers, calf-length skirts, and turtlenecks. Uh, uh, uh huh. Getting into the recession. Yeah. Uh huh. Exactly. Calf-length skirts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I think even those work pants might might be might be screaming recession also while I women mean, are also the pictures that you shared with me to me scream depression. Not <laughs> not economic depression, no, okay, but just, just like yeah. dang, Whoa. life is really beating me down. It's really conservative, quite yeah. honestly. It looks the looks are very conservative. It's interesting, like this could be, and this is not how it's gonna play out, spoiler. A really great year for Gap to make a resurgence. I know it's it not is. happening. I think Gap is like, with all the Yeezy fail, is like really, really in a bad place. But I know that I I can't even imagine J. Crew is also capable of coming back at this point. So I guess everybody will get it from Shop Bop and Madewell. Well, sit tight, Amanda, because I do have a trend. Ooh, okay. Coming up that right. you might you might find a little bit interesting. Okay. Um, so let me just let me just finish this. Um, you know what I wasn't actually seeing a lot of on the bestsellers or new arrivals for for um, shop up mm-hmm. stiletto heels. 
Thank God. Uh-huh. Active wear, su- surprisingly. I feel oh, like that woman- Oh, interesting. in January? Yeah. I didn't see a lot mm-hmm. of it. And I'm wondering if she already bought so much of it during she's the recession. Or not the yeah. recession, but during the pandemic. She's just like, I don't need any more. Same with fleece. It's just like, mm-hmm. I don't need any more. I do not need any more fleece. <laughs> don't need any more <laughs> active wear. I mean, I that's just need great. a bunch of, of work I love pants. it. <laughs> Um, and then Net-A-Porter, which, of course, is even more premium than Shop Up mm-hmm. um, as the go-to for our wealthy, elite customer base, they're also going for the closet essential moment. Um, but, of course, it's really fascinating to see what they deem as, quote-unquote, essential. Um, the front page image that leads to your closet essentials is <laughs> is a, two, a 2,800 cream colored long sleeve maxi turtleneck knit dress from the row oh my god it's just, it's just like i mean it, i have a photo of it if you look on this page i mean it's this, this is like this kind of takes me back to nasty gal a little bit it's a little i mean it's a little bit more covered up but it does remind me of we had some success with these like really boring knits like this mm-hmm. uh but this is like it's cream color it's cream it's literally screaming to get oh, spaghetti sauce and it's all over pretty it body co- it's pretty body con- it is yeah it's, it is it's this is you know it's it's interesting you know but obviously this is a definitely a uh, different demographic um <laughs> but imagine imagine wearing this as one of your closet essentials amanda no i mean unless you are like carrying a stain stick with you every one of those like tie pens it's I mean, too it's high pressure dragging on the ground yeah i know this is this is terrible this is terrible <laughs> nobody I mean, this is get this this is a side story neil got this new sweatshirt uh and he wears it all the time he loves it it's so it's beautiful but it's cream it's like a cream color and the first thing i said to him was oh can't wait to see how many stains you get on that yeah seriously and of course it's the immediately with like in an hour stains and it, it he's got a tide stick that he walks around i mean with. he is a dog what is he yeah. thinking okay <laughs> lots of stains oh my um, god yeah no i <laughs> what a choice so, i know tell him um, i said that i will i will <laughs> <laughs> um, so of course I have a little photo here. I have the photo of that, um, the maxi, it's $2,800 maxi, um, turtleneck cream dress with apparently a cream rope is essential, but you know, they're also got these pants, these kind of conservative dresses, um, leather, black dresses, leather bags, boots, white shirts, coats, sweaters. It's pretty conservative looking. Um, it's kind of what you expected, but actually probably more conservative than you would expect. I think so. But you know, I was listening to another podcast last week. It's called Trend Lightly. And it's about like, mm-hmm. it's not really about trends like we are. It's about stuff people are talking about on the internet. And something mm-hmm. they just talked off as like a, talked about as an aside is the Golden Globes. Like, I'm going to preface this by saying, oh, I don't watch yeah. any of those shows. And uh-uh. I stopped caring what people wear to these shows a long time ago. Like, it's just like, whatever. But I guess no one was wearing any jewelry at all. Like, it was all very no austere. Kidding. Yes. And I thought that was very interesting. Like, no necklaces, many people without earrings. Very interesting. Because it's the bling. They're not, they're not showing off. That was like an original financial indicator before the, the recession. It is. And it's important to call out that most of the time, the stars don't own this jewelry, right? They borrow it yes, from a jeweler. Yes. But jewelers were like, we can't do that. I mean, I think that 
that says something about where everybody's head is yes. right now. It's like, let's not flaunt. Yeah. These clothes, mm-hmm. while I have no doubt that they are expensive, they yes. look like you could have gotten them from like an Ann Taylor loft. Except for it, that yeah. cream dress. Exactly. Except for the cream dress. So um, the, I also noticed what's really interesting is like there's this kind of 80s, 90s royalty, like uh, British royalty aesthetic that seems to be kind of trending mm, for this consumer. I, uh, I can They're see that. Going really hard on loafers, which are Ooh. essentially very conservative. Equestrian details, uh, lots mm. of blazers, um, a lot of tailored trousers. And like, you know, the trailer trousers and blazers have that Frankie shop oversized aesthetic, but there's also that very traditional old money Ralph Lauren um, mm. style. But, you know, yeah. it's not necessarily Ralph Lauren. It's it's just people basically recreating Ralph Lauren in, yeah. you know. Yeah, interesting. Um, also, really interesting. This was in there like, kind of like bestsellers, back in stock, new arrivals. Really expensive candles. I'm talking two hundred dollars <laughs> to five hundred dollars scented candles. Whew. I mean, that it's like wild. It's like they're spending their money on things that they can literally consume at home. You know, like the, they're yeah. not going to be like maybe flaunting everywhere. They're just going to, you know, it's like yeah, spa yeah. vibes at home. I mean, nothing really says more about the disposable income of a luxury commodity candle. <laughs> Just something that you can I mean, literally it's like use. So disposable. It's yeah. like you don't get to burn it a second time. It's burning money, literally. Five hundred dollars scented candle, and you know, you know, maybe it had like it was like the three wick kind, but still, it's a five hundred dollars scented candle. Oh my god! I would love to hear um, what your parents think. Oh my god! They would <laughs> they would die. They would absolutely die. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then I did see, which is not very recession-y, is the, that midi luxury logoed crossbody and shoulder bag. Very splurge-worthy status signifiers mm, and logo yeah. bags. So the logo is still strong um, at in accessories, but not really, you know, it's not emblazoned on sweatshirts as much or, you know, it's... It, this is just what I was noticing on um, some of these pages, you know. Maybe other things mm-hmm. are trending everywhere else. Um, I didn't look at Essence. I'm actually curious what's on. What is on Essence? Um, Essence has like that little bit edgier luxury. Yeah, it's like cooler for it's sure. It's cooler. So if you're like, I mean, they're they're on sale. Uh, oh, jeans, sweatshirts. I don't know. It's oh, looking at stuff just makes me so sad. Um, it's a okay. sad time. Yeah. It is. I, it feels I, feel, I feel like, I mean, just from a fashion mm-hmm. perspective, like I, I don't know. I'm excited to talk about the aesthetics because I do think that we are in this time. We have been for quite a while, actually, where the greatest innovation from a style perspective, the most interesting stuff is not coming from magazines or fancy right. brands or retailers. It's coming from people. Yeah. It's not coming from the runway. Yeah. As yeah, much. I'm, it, mm-hmm. which I love. I love. Mm-hmm. It's way more interesting. It is. Well, the last retailer that I really will talk about because um, ASOS. We're getting bored. too depressed. Yeah, ASOS <laughs> was just like a lot of clubbing looks. Um, it's just like a lot of going out looks. But a, uh, Urban, you know, which definitely has its finger on, on the pulse of the American youth trends um, and has a pretty, you know, 
forward point of view, a lot of like TikTok, you know, like really following mm-hmm. what's actually happening. They are telling a very different story than everyone else. They do have that clean slate program that they're pushing for the new year, and they they call it they quiet, do, though. quiet neutrals and a clean look for what they like to call a quote unquote much needed reset. Yeah, um, they do that every year. It's boring. <laughs> it, it's so boring, and I'm so curious how it's performing because I have a funny feeling that all of these like white pants that are going to be colored dresses. I just don't feel like it's it it makes as much sense as maybe the more affluent customer. Which I mean, white is trending in more affluent customers, like tons of white and off white and winter white, like wearing it through the winter. It just it doesn't you know it. It's harder. It's definitely harder, um, especially when you're wearing it as a bottom. But um, uh, the big edit right now is ballet core. Um, and oh, you were talking yeah. about that in the, the the Japan episode, the last week's yes. episode. Theirs is, I mean, it is sweeping across the whole website. And it's on-duty and off-duty looks. So it's from fleece to tulle. It's very, very literal. Like, leg mm-hmm. warmers. And street footwear that look exactly like point ballet shoes which are fascinating ballet shoes are back in a big way i mean i don't know if people are buying them but to me they are a recession shoe um and i am seeing them everywhere like at least as a product recommendation they're like following Mm -hmm. me across the internet (laughs) um everybody is trying to do it um and like i'm looking at the urban outfitters website right now and there are like too many options of ballet shoes but i was i was like oh my gosh it means that they're selling because they just keep buying yeah like we need more i noticed that the seychelles is back there we used to buy so many of those back in the day that's the um because there's the seychelles one is literally is an iteration of a point ballet flat even with the blocked toe i used to do point ballet yeah um you know as a very tall midwestern girl you can (laughs) imagine But they even have like camper va- ballerie, ballet ballet yeah. flats on here. I mean, I this is very literal. Um, it's very literal. This is one of those things, though. Like as a buyer, always sells. Mm-hmm. Everybody, we've been raised to want to be ballerinas. Seriously, mm-hmm. it's so romanticized. It's so nostalgic. It brings back all these childhood feelings for us. I mean, were you a ballerina? For for Halloween ever because I was oh yeah I totally was I have a picture yeah. somewhere <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah absolutely exactly. like, saying, princess yeah yeah absolutely like this is a tale as old as time and um I I am not surprised to see this back <laughs> same thing with tool people love tool now I do want to take a second to go on a rant and okay. this is a rant for our listeners um you posted today on at the time we're recording this on Instagram about ballet core. And how I'd seen it in Japan, blah, blah, blah. And someone posted like, oh, well, that's really great for like really thin girls, but no one else can wear that. And I am going to tell you, that kind of conversation is not allowed around here. Everybody can wear a tool skirt or a ballet shoe. I have the biggest butt in Texas and I wear a tool skirt pretty regularly and I look incredible. (laughs) The biggest butt in Texas. Okay, maybe not the biggest butt in Texas, but pretty big butt. It's my signature. And... I'm like, give me the space to to come in with my big old tool skirt. I think Mm -hmm. that these kinds of ideas that like we can't participate in an aesthetic or dress the way we dream of dressing because of what our bodies are like or what age we are. I see 
across social media. It's always like, oh, I'd love to do that, but I'm the incredibly decrepit age of 35. Like, guys, no, okay? (laughs) Knock it off. And I'm saying that as a person, like, when people come to the table and say things like that, they hurt themselves and they hurt people around them. Because when you say something like that on Instagram, then I look as a person who dresses like a ballerina princess every day. I hear that you think I shouldn't be wearing the things that I want to wear and that I should be embarrassed. And I'm sure you wouldn't want me to feel that way, but you definitely don't want other people in your life you actually know to feel that way. And I think these ideas that you have to have a certain body to wear this, or you have to be that age to wear that, or like that idea that when you hit some magical age of decrepitude, you have to cut off all your hair as a woman, you know all these things. They are based in misogyny and ageism and racism and anti-fat bias and all these other things that, like, aren't cool. So really, the best thing you can do for yourself and everyone else out there in the world is wear whatever you want. There are not rules. If you want to wear that cream-colored dress, even though Kim and I are going to worry that you're going to get stains on it, Spaghetti. Spaghetti, for sure. Uh, <laughs> stay away from spaghetti. Um, but maybe mm-hmm. you could have an Alfredo, maybe. Uh, oh, yeah. But, like, if that's what you want to do, just, like, do it. You know, I think that mm-hmm. all these rules that you get hung up on or how we have to look a certain way. I saw some conversation even happening on the, like, the skater trend about how, like, oh, wearing all those oversized clothes wouldn't be flattering or something. And it's like, whatever. You know? Cares. When we follow these rules, we're just giving in to someone who... I don't know who this person is, but we don't want to, we don't want to listen to what they have to say, you know? And you know what? And to your point, actually, I feel like Urban Outfitter could be doing a much better job casting (laughs) a larger size run of people because that's just instigating this conversation further. I mean, listen, I'm going to tell you too, having worked on that campus, these girls look five years older in the photos than they are in real life. Like it's shocking how Mm. very young and incredibly thin all of their models are. Um, When you see them in real life, it's it's astounding, actually. Um, I would just say I don't think they're going to ever change. And so that's one of many reasons I won't shop there. Um, I have other bigger reasons, too. But I think that... Like to me, for all of their like having a finger on the pulse of the youths, yeah, man, exactly. it's like it really seems Catch like up. it seems like an old, fat phobic white guy owns a company, mm-hmm. and I think oh. I might be onto something there. I think you might be onto something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's. Uh, I agree. I think that this just like continues that that belief mm-hmm. that if you want to wear a tool skirt or ballet shoes, you have to be like really thin, and that's just nonsense. I agree. Thank you, Amanda. Thanks for, like, listening to my rant, coming to my TED Talk. Anyway, let's all just (laughs) be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So just jumping into what their other bestsellers and new arrivals look like, um, cargo pants, Uh, which we know are everywhere. Yes, everywhere. Just They're literally taking over Urban's merchandising mix, every iteration of a cargo pant. I mean, I... A ballet core cargo pant, everything. I, it's like, this is honestly taking me back to, I'm going to say roughly, and you can tell me I might be off by a couple years here, 2004, five, roughly, when, I mean, that's when I was working at Outfitters as a buyer, we were selling cargo pants and ballet flats like wild this says to me our scarves wow. coming back 
Just saying. Oh, yeah. If the, if the trend that, is following mm-hmm. that same pattern, we're probably about a year, two years away from scarves. Uh, yeah, I feel like some of these these ballet models could use a little... A little scarf. A little infinity scarf. Oh, no, not the infinity scarf. <laughs> An infinity scarf. Um, the other thing is uh, corsets. I mean, that's not shocking because, you know, corsets are really huge um, mm-hmm. forward trend. And they're clearly trending. Oh, with this yeah. Consumer I've because seen them everywhere. A deluge. A deluge. And they also look a deluge. And they look great with the ballet core um, look. So, you know, so it's win-win for that. Um, I'm going to say something called grunch, uh, which actually (laughs) reminds me. (laughs) It it reminds me of your 90s skater core that you saw Mm, in in Japan. I coined the term. I don't say it's necessarily fully grunge. I think it's more of like that really comfy boys club grunge. Mm -hmm. where it's like that super slouchy, extra oversized 90s grunchy looks that those girls are kind of demanding right now. Um, I remember grunge when I was growing up, a lot of the the women would, they would wear, they wouldn't wear such oversized looks. That would be, it would be like a iteration. Yeah. But this is interesting. Totally. It's like, we would wear like a baby doll dress, but it wouldn't be that yeah. huge. It'd be really short. Or like if you were wearing wider pants, then you were definitely wearing like a skin tight. A tiny tee. top. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Or like a little ringer or something. Uh, yes. Um, little ringer. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it was, it's interesting to see this kind of, it's grunge, but it's skater boys club style. So I wouldn't, yeah, it's, it's a very interesting um, uh, look that you actually have seen in Japan. Um, and then 2000s nostalgia is clearly named as an intention if you go to their website, you need to go to their featured section in the navigation. But it's weird. it's funny because the assortment actually feels more 90s than it does 2000s. Um, <laughs> but it's, you know, there's a, there's a little bit of 2000s in there. It looks, sounds like they really were doing a lot of 90s or the merchandising team might not necessarily know what the difference is. I um, kind of <laughs> suspect that because, yeah. and this is not... I'm not trying to uh, say anything unpleasant about Gen Z, but I have noticed that, like, there's a lot of confusion between boomers and Gen X. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And also, like, I'm sure when I was thinking things for 70s, when I was, like, 16, my mom was probably like, those are, that's 60s, you know? Like, I just didn't know. And I think it's, like, a similar thing. But I do feel like what I'm seeing, I'm, you know, I always, like, want to make an excuse for everybody I think they're just thinking of like 2001 when it was that in between stage between right. the 90s and the aughts. Yeah. It's not late 2000s yet. No, Except, no. <laughs> so there's a lot of, you know, asymmetrical camis and tube tops. So this asymmetry, that is oh, very 2000s. So, like, so much. And I have not seen that. Me neither. In a while. I mean, when I worked at Oak, that's all we sold was asymmetrical jersey and knits and fleece it was huge i mean that takes me back to nasty gal even yes you know, it was big yeah and it really fell off for the past few years does this mean high low hems are coming soon because i just i mean like listen, uh, yeah. do whatever you want yeah. everyone but <laughs> i remember the first time i saw high low i thought it was really cool but then i got over it pretty fast oh yeah because it was the first time you saw it, it was a novelty but then, yeah, cow yeah exactly. Oh no! Mm-mm. Yes, 
Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, they have cowl necks on there, and that is a blast from the past. It is. I will tell you, though, everything we brought in at Mod Cloth with a cowl neck was like a bestseller immediately. Ooh, I just think you either love one or you don't. I, it's it's yeah. me. It's like too much stuff, too much fabric. I mean, it's been a while, so you know it really. It yeah, it really. I feel, feel like it got really popular in like the late nineties, mm-hmm. and then in the tw- in the the two thousands for a while. Yeah, wow. uh, there's also bug eyed wraparound sunglasses, bucket hats, and baby tees, which kind of feel more nineties to me than they mm-hmm. do two thousands. But yeah. Who's counting? All right. Now the moment you've all been waiting for. Now we're going to talk about the aesthetic. I cannot believe how long it has taken us to get here. I know. I'm sorry. Thanks for being patient with us, everyone. But I I felt like it was, it'd be interesting to set just like what the hell people are selling right now, at least in like a few of the stores. Um, So, you know, let's transition to these trends. And so first things first, Coastal Grandma. Which I can honestly say we were very late on. Well, we were <laughs> on I hiatus. Be, yeah. We were. We were definitely on hiatus. Um, and I would be remiss if I did not talk about it. And I think it's still going to happen next year. So, you know, mm-hmm. this is the first trend. I wanted to make sure she was front and center. Is the evolution of it going to be everybody getting like seashell and starfish shaped soaps in their bathroom? I'm just. Putting that out there. Seems like it should be. I, yes, I hope so. Yeah. I mean, I think it should be. So Coastal Grandma really gained popularity in like the spring and summer of 2022. Um, and it's, you know, if you're under a rock, I'm going to explain it to you. You know, um, it's kind of a surprising twist because it's not what you would actually call sexy or cute because it has that mature conservative vibe. With those roots based in, like, the Nancy Myers movies of of yore. Like, something's got to give. It's complicated in the holiday. So it's like Martha Stewart in her garden or Ina Garden at home cooking for Jeffrey. Um, it's a cultured Nantucket retiree with, with a bloated <laughs> bank account and a closet full of Chico's, vineyard vines, and Talbots. Oh, man. There was a period for a few years where every time I found something cool at a thrift store, I'd pull it out and it'd have oh, a dang Chico's tag damn in it. it. <laughs> well, that's, you know, maybe you were on to the coastal grandma look before everyone else Maybe, was. maybe. I mean, oh, no, not really. It's no. not, that's way too... I had a boss who kind of dressed this way, but I think it was not uh, to be trendy. <laughs> I mean, when I, went to the goop, when I went to the Goop offices a few years back, this was exactly how everyone was required to dress was coastal grandma what not surprised i yeah. guess oh I my mean, god talking, we can do a whole episode about that just I just like to the it. goop office it was literally yeah, like i know it, who <laughs> raise your hand if you want to hear that story everyone <laughs> it was pretty funny um yeah it, you know because it was like summer and everyone mm-hmm. had like a sweater wrapped around their neck what is this everyone's wearing like white pants it's crazy so this look is very conservative type affluent white lady you know walking around with like an ice in your glass of chardonnay so uh, now that you got the vibe down um, yeah i really think this one is absolutely hilarious because 10 years ago this would have actually been a halloween costume that a millennial would wear (laughs) 
really would have been. It would have wow. been. You would have been like, <laughs> I'm Martha Stewart. Or, or like, I'm Ina Garden. Like, it yeah. is 100%. A, a Halloween, co- it's like a costume. Um, and so it's really interesting that now it's a lifestyle, it's an aesthetic, and it's embraced by a younger generation, Gen Zs, um, and millennials, um, even right now, I guess. Um, so it's essentially basically because of that cosplaying, like a cosplay of that <laughs> coastal wasp aesthetic. You know, and it's just trickling into all other demographics. Even ARP did an article on the look. And they're like, hey, do you want to get the... Um, Wait, just the cult- clear, everybody. We're talking about the AARP, which is like something, something retired people. Just- yes, this is for the boomers. Um, it's a magazine <laughs> for the boomers. And they did an article that like explained Coastal Grandma look. And they're like, here's how you can get the look. And they were literally just like, go into your closet and pull out your normal clothes. <laughs> like, get it. I love it. Get a chino and a sweater. <laughs> and just watch, get onto TikTok and watch the yes. likes coming through. Yeah. Wow. So, you know, just a really brief background. <laughs> the trend was coined on TikTok naturally by Next Lex Nicolette back in March of 2022. Um, and mm-hmm. that hashtag coastal grandmother has received over 185 million views, which is why it went so viral. Um, And so if you really dissect the fashion style, it is essentially a form of minimalism, um, which, of course, we haven't seen in a little while, Uh, you know, kind of dipped out for a couple of years. Um, But it has that twist (laughs) of, like, the beachy vibes. You know, we're talking the chinos, striped Mm -hmm. oxfords, striped nautical knit sweaters, cardigans loosely but very deliberately tied around the neck uh linen dresses and trousers wide brimmed bucket hats garden clogs and a palette that's really in the neutrals in all of the shades except for a a hit of navy so that's kind of like the the look um that you're going for and just like any good aesthetic it's not just about the clothing which, you know, of course, plays a part. You have to dress the part. But it's about the lifestyle. So the emphasis <laughs> is on gardening, particularly tending to your hydrangeas. My mother loves her hydrangeas. So, you know, she already has that element to her. She could just dip right into this easily. I think quite a few of our um, parents could. And then also on cooking and entertaining. So, Essentially, like effortlessly throwing together vast Mediterranean meals and bringing people together, (laughs) hosting these fabulous feasts, or even just a casual tea party with your antique china. That is the aesthetic lifestyle of the coastal grandma. And, you know, I think part of its appeal is that it's is a form of this comforting nostalgia. I mean, the Nancy Myers movies themselves have mm-hmm. that that like that nostalgia element to them and it's really cozy, chic looks with this yearning for that kind of aspirational seaside community <laughs> coastal grandma <laughs> look, which at its core is very stress-free. I mean, this is a person that exudes grace. They are effortless, retired. I mean, oh, could you even? But they are financially secure. 
and mm-hmm. loved by all. You know, they're always charming, witty. Um, you know, the look itself uh, really glorifies an affluent lifestyle, which is hard mm-hmm. to achieve. Um, and uh, it actually aligns with another thing that's been trending, and it's this hashtag, old money, uh, which really, <laughs> it really oh echoes gosh. what Netta Porte is embracing. Um, 100%. I think it's yeah. actually going to get bigger. And this might be kind of where Coastal Grandma moves is closer to old money, which is Princess Diana, the tennis club in the 80s, the royal elite in the 90s. Very understated luxury that oozes the sense of inherited wealth and demure affluence. You can imagine <laughs> this is a very, this is something that I feel like is just going to keep growing. It felt like it was a very Tumblr look also back in like mm-hmm. 2011. I do think there is a, we're in a really strange time right now. I mean, I guess we always are. Um, but I think that for a long time, that whole old money kind of look was very stigmatized and for many obvious reasons, right? But we're right now, you know, we're experiencing uh, Prince Harry backlash yes. <laughs> in a big way. I love right? it. Yes, I was just reading. Yes. I mean, everyone keeps talking about like how to Prince Harry your life or, you know, like how exactly. to essentially just like, burn yeah. all your bridges. And make everybody embarrassed mm-hmm. for you. So yeah. this is a major sea change because for so long it was like, oh, the monarchy and their old money style, gross, right? Yes. And like Meghan and Harry are such a breath of fresh air. They're modernizing what it means to be wealthy, what it means to be a member of the monarchy. And they, they have this fresh new look and new style. And I think with the pendulum swinging back, which like, they have no one to blame but themselves. Okay, mm-hmm. that Prince Harry book is mortifying. Uh, the Did things I read, read from it, I wish oh. I could unread. No, but my friend Jillian and I are prone to sending one another links <laughs> back and forth of articles we found, and we just—I mean, it's, it's pretty, pretty poor. Like, who was the editor? Was there one? It seems like there wasn't. Um, <laughs> anyway, so I think that like we're experiencing right now as part of that. Now everybody's like, you know. The Queen and Prince Prince Charles and Camilla, like, maybe they're on to something. Maybe they weren't so bad, right? And I think we're going to swing back into that aesthetic yeah, because of that or as part of that. Yeah. and But making it accessible to all where it's not just yeah, of course. limited to a small group of people. I mean, the yes. tennis skirt already is huge. So, like, let's just take that whole, yeah. that whole yeah. aesthetic and, you know, people actually playing tennis, you know? <laughs> not just yes, wearing exactly. the skirt because uh, if you have an aesthetic of course as you know it, you have to embrace all of the um the lifestyle of the aesthetic of course i mean you so know how to play tennis tennis instructors get ready there's yeah, going you're gonna to be, be really a busy. trend <laughs> <laughs> exactly um so actually this kind of takes us right into an adjacent trend that's called Plaza Core. And no, this is not Aubrey Plaza. Okay, Ooh. that was going to be my first question. Yeah, that's what I okay. thought at first, too. I was like, oh my god, this is about Aubrey Plaza? Because obviously, she's trending, she's everywhere, she's crushing right. it. I mean, uh, you know, there's multiple Netflix, um, HBO, all of these things are coming out with Aubrey. She's everywhere. This is not about her. It's not that Plaza. It's the Plaza in reference to the Plaza Hotel. So that's where also Eloise called, lived. 
Yes, this is exactly <laughs> yes. It is also called the Plaza Princess, and it revolves around the appeal and aspiration of the Upper East Side lady who lunches, mm. a la Blair Waldorf, cir- circa 2007. I mean, I had a feeling this was coming back, and I'm going to tell mm-hmm. you why. Okay. Because the Gossip Girl reboot is really bad. It's bad. They yeah. actually canceled it. Or they're not They're not picking it up. I know. Mm. I watched it. I've been sticking with it. But man, the writing is bad. Most, but not all of the actors are bad. Everybody looks good. There's great outfits. But it doesn't, it doesn't, it's missing mm-hmm. the magic of the original Gossip Girl. And what I've been noticing is more and more people on social media with so many fond, fond yeah. recollections of Blair Waldorf and the original Gossip Girl. And that style is like exactly what this yes. aesthetic is. Like this is like... Blair Waldorf and her preppier friends of that time. That's what this is. It's amazing. You know, and I had to look up when uh, the the original Gossip Girl was was on and like when it started, because obviously that's, you know, where a lot of that, that, that fashion trend kind of blew up. It was 2007, which is interesting because that means that we're going to start sliding into a later part of the 2000s. Uh-oh, that means we're getting painfully close to the live authentic <laughs> phase and all of that reclaimed oh. wood and guys being lumberjacks Ooh, and uh, yeah, you'd love all that. those flax mm-hmm. seeds and stuff. So it does come from Elo- Eloise at the Plaza book series. That is where it originated from. And Iconic. Those books yes. are trending on TikTok. Like this, the, 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 the books... Um, the aesthetic and the lifestyle is trending all over TikTok, um, the Eloise at the Plaza. And it reeks of old money and a preppy, polished angle. So this is exactly what you're saying. It's think OG Gossip Girl looks. First things first, headbands. That's the number one thing you're going to mm. find is a headband. Did you ever get into a headband at that time? No. Yeah, me neither. No, no, I was, I was in, I was in the indie sleaze. Yeah, me um, too. Me too. It would have been crazy for me to show up in a headband. Yeah, I wouldn't be caught dead in any of this. This was definitely mm-hmm. like uh, an aesthetic I was aware of, and we tried it to like mix success at Urban Outfitters. The headbands didn't work, um, but definitely was aware of it, but wouldn't have worn any of this. But love Gossip Girl. <laughs> Yeah, no, and looking at, and, you know, looking at some of these looks, it just, it, it, it feels kind of fresh and refreshing. It does in a weird way. It's like time. Yeah, because it's nostalgic, you know? So it's those Chanel-esque blazers, tweed twin Mm -hmm. sets, berets, tights, tailored dresses, lots of gingham. And of course, you need to have bling, a watch, a string of pearls. Um, some sort yes, of diamonds, pearls. things like that will complete the look. Of course, I've got some photos on here that we'll share on the website and, you know, on Instagram of, you know, Ivanka Trump or, or no, is it Ivanka or what's her <laughs> name? Uh, Ivana. Ivana. Yes. Ivana Trump. You know, it's like, <sighs> so it's, that's what the plaza is. It's, it's old money, mm-hmm. but uptown New York. Um, and so that it feels really interesting that that old money trend you know, is kind of taking over. Um, so the next, actually, the next trend is Barbie core. Um, yes. And we mentioned this previously, uh, but Pantone's, you know, color of the year is vivid magenta. 
Uh, and that didn't just come out of a vacuum. That came out of the fact that this color pink, this very, very bright pink, is just... It's a tough one to wear. It slaps everywhere. It's not millennial pink. It's bright. But it's everywhere. I mean, yeah. and it was before Pantone came out with it. It was a lot of people were wearing this color. So um, they just kind of, they took a little bit of ownership of it. Um, but we can expect this fantasy style kind of girly pink look to really keep trending in 2023, especially after the Greta Gerwig's new Barbie movie that hits in July of this year, which I'm excited to mm-hmm. see. Um, there's a lot of looks that are coming out of there with that bright oh, pink. Oh, man, I can't wait. I might have to go see it in the theater. Yeah. I saw a trailer for it right before Christmas, and it was not at all what I thought. The trailer just blew my mind. They barely showed the movie, and I was, like, so excited about it. Oh, it's going to be it's gonna be good. And this one actually is particularly easy to achieve. Um, it's kind of all about bringing pink and bubblegum colors as, you know, that maximalist color edit, uh, um, but pulling it together in a very monochromatic outfit. Um, which is really inherent in the Barbie lifestyle. So it's like matching your shoes and your accessories to your whole outfit um, and literally wearing all pink, all pink all the time. I mean, you know what this is also? Mm. This is Legally Blonde. So now I just looked it up. We're talking 2001 here. And that is really what this is giving me. Exactly. It's inspired by nostalgia since that color, that specific color was ever present in the Hilton area of the 2000s. And it was seen in the 90s and even the 80s. Um, It is full nostalgia because we got the millennial pink. Like, that's what we had for 10 years. We didn't have this pink. So I think that this is really pulling. Yeah, this is different. This is different. It's interesting, like, you know, monochromatic looks can run the spectrum. Like, I... A full head-to-toe black monochromatic outfit is just another day for a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. Like you, you would wear you wear a lot yeah. of head-to-toe black, right? There are certain colors that when you wear them head-to-toe become the ultimate maximalist statement. Like white, I think almost gets there, but pink in mm-hmm. any shade is definitely one of those colors. Even if it's like a really simple outfit, and then you crank it up to this fuchsia, and it is wild, amazing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it is definitely a statement. And like, I don't know this color, I get a little nervous about because it's like so bold, like for myself personally. But seeing it on other people, I am just like, wow, do it. It looks yeah. good. And I keep seeing it everywhere. I keep seeing it on other, in other different contexts. And I'm like, God, that looks good. And I, I actually even bought a sweater, but this was like uh, last year I bought one because, of course, I'm ahead of the trend, Amanda. <laughs> <Of course>. um, <laughs> but this is also that that dopamine mm-hmm. dressing that we have been talking about. This is like probably the pinnacle of the dopamine dressing. And, you know, the pendulum will essentially swing back at some point. But I think we're going to have this pink for the whole year. Um, and, it, you know, it, it, you can kind of take it multiple ways. You can really dress it down and have it be really kind of like, you know, your, your sweater, but you can also be really exaggerated about it because everyone is taking it to the next level with these like really clunky shoes, over the top mini dresses, you know, really echoing the 90s and the aughts on the actual silhouettes that they're mm-hmm. wearing as well. 
So yeah, it's kind of all over the place and everywhere all at once. Yeah. And this is a color, of course, now that I say this, I'll be totally wrong, but I see it a lot at thrift stores and secondhand situations um, because I think it's like what's left from the aughts. So you mm-hmm. don't have to go buy something brand new to even lean into Barbie core. And I have this fantasy that we're all going to go see the movie together and head to toe Barbie pink. How fun <laughs> would that be? Oh, It'll be like be when so I went to fun. see the second Sex in the City movie, which, like, just to say again, is terrible. Um, and there it was full of women who were just like so drunk, but it was like the middle of the afternoon, and they were just having such a great time. And like, there it was like an event; everybody was all dolled up. This is what it's going to be like to go see the Barbie movie. <laughs> I love that. I love that too. We're breaking this episode series into two parts because there's just so many trends to talk about and we just want to keep this party going. Um, so we'll be back next week with quite a few more aesthetics and trends that are happening right now that we're going to be talking about. Yeah, we'll be back next week. Um, I hope you're all wearing head to toe pink. See you then. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.